Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How how are we going to start, boys? England have won a game. This is not a test. This has really happened. England have finally won a game. Uh, in the men's and women's Ashes, actually. Uh, and both Ashes series are finally poised because England have to win every remaining game against Australia this summer to win back both Ashes. And it's on. Where were you for the... Uh, for the winning moment when was it Chris Wokes or Mark Wood hit the winning runs at heading? Um I think it was It was Chris Wokes. Wokes. Yeah. The little cutaway. Mm. It's a nice shot actually. Good shot. The um, all rounder. The all rounder. I can tell you exactly where I was sat, if you like. Um where I was sat next to our great friend Joe Boxall. Um, Hello. Hello. Very welcome mm. back on the pod yeah. again. It's Lovely nice to have that. Nice to be back, boys. Nice to be back. And we we were nervous, then we became less nervous, then we became more nervous, and then we became less nervous once Wood started doing his magic as a little roller coaster of the day. What about you, Steve? How did you watch those that winning moment? Uh, so I did manage to watch it. I was in the car on the way home uh, from Weymouth, uh, and we listened to it on the way back in traffic um i don't know whether i preferred listening to it or watching it i think i don't know uh, let's listen to it. it's more stressful i think because you can't really see what's going on and you don't know whether they're playing well or not you just sort of know what's happening um but we got home just in time to watch the final one runs um i wasn't that i was nervous i was very very nervous and i thought here we go again when bearstow got out which sounded like a rubbish dismissal again then when Brooke got out, I thought, is this the moment when only England could throw this game away? But Mark Wood did exactly what we thought he was going to do, which was come out and just slap the ball all over the place and get a few lucky boundaries. Alex Carey dropped him, which made it all sweeter as well, because he's not everyone's... I mean, Alex Carey... Alex Carey, here's a discussion. Is he a shit bloke? Uh, he didn't pay for his haircut, mate, shit bloke. It's not true. It's 100% not true. It can't, it's not true. Allegedly, allegedly he didn't pay for his haircut. Mate, that's... Um, I I don't know how much I buy it, because he doesn't look like he's had a haircut. That's just Cookie playing the mind games. He plays him from the sidelines as well, mate. Honestly, it is. You can see him in TMS just wanting to rile up the Aussies a little bit. I love it. I love it from Cookie. Yeah, good for him, though. Good for him. 
But Alex Carey dropped Mark Wood, who scored rapid runs at the end. I saw a stat that in this test match, who Mark Wood must have been a man of the game, he took seven, he took seven wickets and he scored, what was it, 40 runs? Uh, yeah, of 18 and a strike balls. rate of 250. 250, which is the highest strike rate of any player to face more than 10 balls in a test match. Legend, ever. hero. Are we going to say it? All-rounder. Well, to be fair, though, he's scoring more runs than some of our batters. So, yeah, you know. but Bairstow's in for his wicket-keeping talents, not his batting ability. So, it's fine. <laughs> Mate, honestly, the man can... If you're listening to this years down the line, you might not get that joke. I like that. Uh, right now, that's a very laughable The man can catch a cold. <laughs> honestly. Oh, that's, that's a big talking point, you know. That's something that we probably should touch on, is... The Bairstow situation in this test squad. As as I think most England fans can agree, with the gloves, he is not the best keeper that we have. And what makes it even worse is when Bairstow struggles with the bat, you question his purpose in the team. We all know Bairstow can bat. Okay, We've all seen him bat, particularly in one day. But where is his best place at test level? Or does he have a place? That's the question. For me... He either bats three or he doesn't bat. I don't. I I think folks is. I think folks is actually underrated for his batting ability. I think he can bat fairly well and aggressively. Mm. So I say this to Joe Andrews all the time. I say Ben Folks is really good. You should give him a chance. And he never listens. <laughs> what I love is the half an hour conversation we had after we finished recording the last episode where Andy just kept going on and on and on about folks. And then we also said a few things about Brooke as well. Uh, and then none of that got in because we said, thought it was old news. And then it turned out to be incredibly relevant because Ollie Pope got injured. Here's a question then. Would you bring uh, folks in for the last two? Well, let's frame a different question because I think we're all on the same page of that. And that is... Do you think they will? No. I don't think um, they will either. No, I don't think they will. He's, he's not even no. in the squad. And Dan Lawrence would be the person they'd bring in, I think. Uh, I don't think... Brooke definitely won't be batting at three. Because they. I don't think he was injured and they dropped him down the order. And then mm. he scored 75 and yeah. pretty much won us the game. You, They won't... They can't play Brooke at three again where he didn't score any runs. And it's total waste. So then who plays at three... I don't think you play root well, three stats, because stats don't lie either. There. Well, yeah, that's the headache, though, isn't it? Is do you just put do you are you putting Murray and Ali there? Um, but if you don't put him there, then how are you going to get all the bowlers you want in the team? Well, I think True. the one thing that that today kind of highlights is we have good depth when we've got the likes of Moeen when we've got Chris Wokes, who is close enough to a genuine all-rounder. Because we see earlier today, he can do a bit with the bat. We know Wokes, he can do a bit. But he was good today. Even Mark Wood can swing the bat a few a few times and get a few quick runs. Broadly can do the same. We've got good depth in our batting with the squad we have at the moment. The issue is, is it the best squad in each position? Because Mo- Moser is not a number three. He's not. Not anymore, anyway. No, and he, um, he doesn't score the weight of runs anymore, does he? I think in the chase it made sense 
get 80 on the board, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever on the board. Get Mo in, slaps a quick 30, you're ahead of the game, you've still got a batting to come. But I think if you're trying to build a, an innings in the first or second innings, that's not, you can't you can't have Mo in at three. Um, Folks could do a job there, although he doesn't really play that Folks, high up the order. If, well, I, I think they'll bring in Lawrence, I think that's what they'll do. I think, but, but who do they take out? That's the problem of that side. Stokes. What, unless he's injured, no, no way. Stokes is actually Stokes has turned up with a bat though. Now, he, a, a little few weeks ago, you would have actually said, "Well, maybe he's the one who goes because he's not bowling and he doesn't really balance the side." But right now, he's the best batter we've got. Um, I think you put Stokes at three. He bats better when he needs when he needs to have build an innings. He bats so much better. Same with Headley in twenty nineteen World Cup final. We said it before, but yeah, he's, if he goes in and he he's, how often does he go in and score five and then he gets out swinging in the second over? Like that's silly and it's a waste. But I think baseball is coming of age. It's I think baseball needed to have this kind of direction of you can't lose now. You've, you've done two games and you've been really entertaining and you've lost two games. Perhaps maybe you shouldn't have, but now there's no room for error. You have to win. And if you have to bat for a day... I mean, the, the chase today and yesterday, actually, to be fair, by basketball standards, was kind of boring. They just had to knock off the runs. It's 250 runs. You need to get it. But then that's when Bairstow was so good, right? It's when we were knocking off those run chases in stupidly short amounts of time. That's when Bairstow was playing his best cricket. Speaking of um, approaches, I mean, I saw this earlier, which kind of surprised me, actually. So, after the first three tests of this Ashes series, total runs comparing Basball against Casball, um, England's total runs, 1,809. Australia's, 1,850. So they're 41 runs apart across the entire series. And that, that was the margin, wasn't it, at Lords? Mm. Exactly. And then you've got wickets lost. England have lost three less than Australia. Uh, average, exactly. Average, 32.89 for England, 31.89 for Australia. So they're all really, really close. It's two very, very evenly matched teams having what is so far an actual stormer of an Ashes series. I've enjoyed every second of it so far, apart from day five at Edgbaston and day five at Lords, but, you know, apart from them. I, they were still great days. And if, in fact, they day five at Lords was probably my favourite day of the whole thing because it was the one that had the most riding on it. It was close. You felt like you might... Well, I was at fifth day at Lords, right? And... You know, it was a fantastic day whilst we were there, nerve-biting day. But what I've never, ever, ever heard Lords 
like that in my life. Like, I understand the whole same old Aussies always cheating sort of stuff. But there was genuine hatred in that game. And I think that carried into Headingley is the reason we won that game. I don't think Pat Cummins is... He, he can make out like he's absolutely fine with everything. Oh, yeah, I would have done the same thing again. You just wouldn't, mate. You can tell from his bowling that he's he's not 100%, you know. He's feeling it. So's Carey. Like, you watch him on telly. Alex Carey always looks a bit shady now. And the English public get on his back when he does something like drops. Um, who was it that he dropped? Was it Wokes? Oh, was it Wood? But the public just get on his back and it's that which we need to take into Old Trafford, which we need to take into the Oval, might have a chance. Yeah, well, the one thing I would say on Cummings is he, he did take six in, uh, wickets in the first innings, to be fair. Although he, I don't think he captained it brilliantly in that second innings against England, especially when he put Todd Murphy on. Strange. It seemed like a last throw of the dice. Yeah, um, it was very expensive. Well, I think, at, I think at the time as well, that was something we didn't quite comprehend is how big losing Nathan Lyon is. Like, you get caught up in everything that goes on around it. Losing Nathan Lyon is losing your left arm. He's literally such a, he's such a key part of that team. They haven't had to play a game without him for 100 test matches and they've lost the game that they had to play without him. So that can only bode well. He gets he gets English players out a lot as well, like Moen Ali, Ben Stokes. Um, I think those are the two main ones. But yeah, he's got he's got their number pretty much um, most of the time. Um, Nathan Lyon going, he gets a big loss. It does have a feel like the, the series is wide open now. Mark Woods come in, he's bowling well. Uh, Warner's starting to look very susceptible to Stuart Broad again. Smith and Labuschagne still haven't. Yeah, something's never changed at all. Uh, Warner and uh, sorry, Smith and Labuschagne still haven't really scored many runs. I mean, Smith scored a hundred, but he hasn't. He's had several innings that he's gone cheaply. Now's the time you sort of capitalise, and it looks like we're kind of getting on top of some of the bowlers. I think Murphy, we can really Ben Stokes, Moenali, people like that can take Murphy down now. Um, Get him out of the because game. Because that's one thing you'd say about Nathan Lyon is that he can hold an end for 20 overs and he can give the fast bowlers a rest. Todd Murphy, I don't think, can because they will just attack him and it'll be very expensive. And whether we're chasing or setting a total, they won't want to see Todd Murphy hit into all different parts of Manchester. I think, I think there's a lot. I, I do still think he'll play a big part in it, though, Todd Murphy. Even if it's positively for England, you know, great. But there's something else that he, he will contribute something. Whether it be a bad thing or a good thing, he plays a part. And that's the worry. I mean, we're talking about sort of bowling options, where do you stand with Jimmy? Home test match, probably the last one. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, play, he'll play that one. But they'll, they should put a pitch ready for him. I think if they put a pitch that swings, like they had this time round... Jimmy Anderson from the Jimmy Anderson end, you know, we and we found Mark Wood and Tung have both bowled well, so one of those is going to come back in. Do you rest Mark Wood no, ready for no the chance? No, 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 no Not chance. Fine. You got uh, the only person it's possible to change Jimmy for is Ollie Robinson if he's injured. Yeah, so bring in Jimmy for him. If not, Jimmy don't play. 
Yeah, in my opinion. I think you have to have Jimmy in at his home ground. Yeah, but because of what, though? Because it's his home ground, it might be his last test match there. I'd rather win an Ashes series. No, 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 but no, as in, like, you know, no, no, it's not about sentimentality, it's about just how well he knows it. If the pitch is right for him... That's true. Um, ...then there's no one better, right? Yeah. And there's a space in that team. It's between him and Tongue. Tongue bowled well, but... He bowled well on a Lord's pitch that was... Fair. Oh, it's a Lord's pitch that didn't actually do too much. Yeah, I just, I feel like... I feel like it's worth taking a gamble on Jimmy because you know that he could get five for 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows, he knows what to do. And Tongue is not that kind of bowler yet. No. They look good, though. I did like Josh Tongue. He did look good. He's definitely one for the future. He's a good find, but I just think... Maybe, I mean, obviously there's an element of sentimentality to it. Of course there is. But I'd be prepared to gamble on him. I'd go Anderson, Broad, Wood, and I'd keep Wokeson as well. I'd say stack stack the bowling again, because if you can get Broad at 10, you've only really got one number 11 there, and that's Jimmy. You can kind of get away with it. I think it makes you a better team, even though you might make a lesser total because of it. I think it makes you a better team. It seems it makes that tail seem a bit shorter. It means that you can have people like Root and Brook and Bairstow and Stokes batting um, where they should be batting. You can't overestimate how important it is to have those Bairstow and Stokes figures that really can go batting with Wokes and not batting with Broad for those for that you know seventh eighth wicket. I think you play for your strengths as well. So this England team, at their best, are not going to score 650 on the first two days. It's not going to happen. They're not going to win the game in the first innings batting. I don't think they're going to win the game batting at all, really. Like, any chase they get, they'll kind of take it down to the wire. They'll get what they need exactly to win it. But what they can do to win the... The key to winning the game now is get Kawaja out early. Warner doesn't really matter. He's not. He's not too dangerous. But Smith, Labuschagne, Head. We've kept them quiet. We've got to keep doing that. And the best way of doing that is having Mark Wood in the team. Keeping Mark Wood in the team means not bowling too many overs, which means having other bowlers. Broad there specifically just for Warner. You know, knock them over. It might be really hard to score the runs on the pitch, but I think this team loves chasing, and the key thing is just. Bowl well. Bowl well, it's going to win us the game. Because we're not going to win the game batting, are we? That's just not going to happen. I mean, interestingly, we, I mean, talking about... I, I, listen, I was listening to TMS the other day, and it was McGrath on about uh, Atherton. You know, he got him the most amount of times, you know, batsman bowler. He was saying, like, when, uh, when Stuart Broad's bowling to David Warner, David Warner feels like he's going to get out. He doesn't feel like he can play him. He just feels like he'll get out. And you can, I'd have Broad in the team just for that element... Because Warner, if you let Warner go, he is dangerous. That's not, you know, he is a good player. I think that mental thing is just as big as the actual element of bowling. Because if you, I mean, you know, I don't have it so much because, you know, I'm class when I'm back. But if you have that one type of ball that you know every time will get you out, then you play it differently. You, You flap it a lot more. Now, another thing I wanted to say, where do you stand on Mitch Marsh or Cam Green? Um... 
yeah, I think it's very difficult. It's so difficult to drop someone that scored 118 runs in as many balls. Um, and exactly. And took, um, only took a couple of wickets to be fair, but you know, Crawley both times. I think, I think Cam Green's been very poor the two games he's played. Haven't th- he did in the last Ashes series. You know what well, um, Cam Green's really good at? And they can still utilise him for it, his fielding. So they can go, oh, D- Davey Warnock, off you come. You, you've had a, you've had a, you know, you're old, aren't you? You've had a good run. All right, we'll send on Cam Green, our like, really good slip fielder, and he can field it, you know, fourth slip and cover. But Warner's, Warner's one of their best slip fielders as well. So that's what they were saying. It's one of the reasons Warner's not been dropped is because Marcus Harris just isn't the fielder that Warner is. So, and it's not, there's no guarantee Harris is going to score any runs anyway. So you'd rather have a first slip. And that's where England have nearly, if they lose this series, England have lost it by being poor in the field. That's 100% where it lies. You know, dropping 14 chances they've dropped. It's just not good enough. Like, I'm all for being adventurous and exciting and relaxed, but there's one thing you can't do. It's a bit like football. You want to, you might be the most amazing gifted forward in the world, but if you don't track back or you don't close people down, you're going to get told off for it. You've got to do the hard work, and fielding is something that's going to lose you a game, like all the that's time. That's the thing about um, Lionel Messi. You know, famously tracks back all the time and, and puts in a shift for his team, and doesn't just stand up top doing nothing. Nice, nice segue. But if you go full circle then, Steve, we, we speak about Bairstow's place in the team. We spoke about it at the start. He's dropped the most catches. He's performed worst in the field out of anybody. Why does he have the licence to keep his place? You get what I mean? If we're talking about... with with Yeah, but I, I think what it is as well, he's not the type of player that you can... You don't. You tend not drop. to drop wicket keepers. You tend to pick one for the tour. But also as well, he, just Bearstow as a character doesn't feel droppable. There's something about him. He seems like a really nice guy, but he seems like if you upset him, oh my god, you, yeah, you'd Bearstow's be undroppable because he said that one thing to Steve Smith, and that's why he got out. Literally, see a smudge. <laughs> I think Bearstow getting run out in the last game has brought the yeah, series. Yeah, that was alive. the changing point. And that's what the England players needed. Mark Wood bowled faster to Carey and Cummins because the crowd got behind him and everyone just played yeah. better because of that. You know? I mean, that bloke has wheels. So I think that might That be bloke has absolute wheels, by yeah. the way. Bloody hell. If only he could stay fit. Me and Andy were listening earlier. He's missed 80 test matches because of injury. 80. This, this is the series he's always deserved mm. to come back and... Do well in. Can you imagine I a think. pace attack with him and Joff? Um, if both fully fit, mate, it would be a completely different yeah. team. I'd be surprised if Joff ever plays Test cricket again. If I... Yeah, I don't know if he will because the workload's just been too much. And also, he might. There's a very good chance Joff Archer comes back in a year's time and he doesn't even. Yeah, bowl I very bet well. he's going to become a T20 specialist, take all those IPL contracts. Because if if my body was unreliable, that's probably what I would do. He screams a Mills to me. Quite a similar sort of player. Like, no, Mills is class at the short format, but long format, he would never be able to hack.
we'll do a final prediction then for the for the next test. What do we all think? In my opinion, England win because I think there are multiple factors that contribute towards that. I can see, I can see Root getting a hundred because I, I I think Joe Root looked out of Nick, and that's not normal for Joe Root. So I think he'll come back, hit a good score. And there's something else happening with with Cummings and Carey. I can see Cummings either getting a fifer or you know going wicketless in one of the sessions. I can see it. But I'm going England win. I'll go England win. I think Wood takes a fifer if he plays. I think Anderson gets a few wickets in both innings, but like early doors. I reckon Broad gets Warner both times. Funny. Um, I'm backing Brooke to score. I'm backing Crawley to score. And I'm backing uh, Bairstow to drop a few catches and not score. And I'll get angry about Ben Folks again. And I think we'll win by about four wickets on a run chase. Uh, I think that we'll have another tense, perfectly poised match, which could go either way all the time. There'll be lots of beer drunk and we'll all have a really good time. And in the end, cricket will be the winner. (laughs) We can finish now. That's what it means. Podcast Network.